Welcome back to the Red Lip Revolution. It's your host, Julia, with your... No, I forgot. <laughs> hey, everyone, and welcome back to the Red Lip Revolution. It's your co-host, Julia, with my beautiful grandma, Dr. Whoa. Barbara Udell. Say hi, grandma. Hi, grandma. No, say hi <laughs> to everyone else, not to Who's yourself. Who's on first? What's on second? All right, so today we're going to go back and talk about how it's a girl-eat-girl world. We're going to talk about being supportive to other women what the difference between jealousy and aspiration is and what the difference between coveting and jealousy is because it's so hard to not be jealous of someone but you need to be there to support your fellow sisters is that right it's a terrible thing to think that you are jealous when you're not really jealous but it's also not good to think you're not jealous and you are because sometimes jealousy brings anger it brings disbelief it brings confusion it brings um, maybe a source of vindictiveness it really is a very dangerous kind of emotion got it it's a destructive emotion Whereas you can feel like you see somebody else has something that you have and it is better than you have, but you feel differently about it. You view it differently. You put it into another perspective, such as, I'm glad she has long, beautiful hair. I'm not jealous that she has it because I don't. I'm just different. My hair's stringier. And it's dark, and maybe, I guess, if I wanted to have blonde hair, I could dye it or do something about it. But if I can't, you know what? I want to do the best I can with my dark hair. There's a difference. Got it? It's not like, oh, my God, I'm never going to be as good as her, and everybody's going to love her more than me because she's got something that I don't have and that I'm never going to have. Get it? Draw the distinction between being jealous and coveting someone. I want a dictionary. And I had asked you. Here, I can look it up right now. Okay. I have the dictionary app. But while I'm pulling it up, I just want to say that growing up, I used to think that I was such a jealous person. I even told my dad a few years ago that I was really jealous of so many things. And he was like, Julia, you're not jealous. You're just motivated. Like you see people living a certain life and you aspire to live that life. You're coveting what they're doing. And I, that really changed my perspective. Because right. I was viewing other people as something that I couldn't have or I couldn't become. And, he and why really, are they better than you that they they're get They're not. It. And he just put it in perspective. Mm. Like, Julia, mm. you're 22 years old and you're jealous of someone's 45-year-old career? Reality check. Of course you're not there. Mm. Jealous. Or you, you get caustic. You get angry. You get nasty. So I pulled up the definition here. The definition of jealous. Jealous. Feeling or showing envy of someone ah. or their achievements and advantages versus that's envy and resentment. You heard keep those words versus covet, which is a yearn to possess or have ah and aspiration, which is a hope or ambition. use your words, use your words <laughs> and aspiration, which is a hope or ambition of achieving something. So basically having a hope 
to achieve something versus being envious of someone else for already having that are two separate things. And you kind of have to learn to separate those feelings within yourself, which I know is something yeah. I've always struggled with. Critical. Not only, not only do you have to separate it for yourself, but you have to separate it for your friends and your colleagues. In other words, you may have a sibling, you if you're fortunate enough, or you may have someone you work with and they get the promotion and you seethe and you resent and you envy and you anger and you even people make themselves sick they do over being jealous and those feelings are pointless they're they're not real wait a minute i'm not going to take them away from you i only ask you to say now look at it in more of a covet way and when you look at someone and you change the words remember i said should you need to change the word from jealous to covet and say wait a minute i think i really need to covet her promotion i didn't get it maybe next time i would yes it was unfair everybody knows i'm better than she is at the job and i ought to have gotten it and i needed to have gotten it but i didn't but i'll try harder and maybe next time i will either in this job or in another job or in another venue it's okay and that doesn't and mean good to just, for her it doesn't mean to just roll over and stand down and let whatever happened no. happened but it means to not react in a way that is just so green like a way that, that will is hurt so you you malicious. hurt yourself what Those scares me are malicious to yourself though you'll make yourself sick exactly you'll get a headache You'll drive erratically. You'll anger at somebody who was trying to be nice to you that said good morning and you'll say, what's good but about it? When what you're really doing is reacting because you're jealous of something. And it's so hard to catch yourself in those feelings and in those thoughts and in that cycle. Like what, what can you do? You get educated, you get retrained, and you learn about self-growth. There's lots of books and magazines and therapy and so forth and so on. And you learn to do it like everything else. Go online. You can go online and find out how do you learn not to be jealous? How do you learn to differentiate between staying healthy emotionally and not allowing anger to get in your way? That's another talk I I give on anger yeah that's a great conversation I think that like comparing yourself to others and being jealous of other people is only going to hurt you and it's going to make you never satisfied with your own experience in your own life it's worse it hurts everyone else around you if you think that you just getting angry and getting upset and being jealous doesn't affect everyone around you it does they see it especially if you're supposed to be a role model and somebody sees you going oh man she's so jealous because he got a new car and she'll never get a new car she doesn't think she should get the car not get the car oh my god i don't want to be around her she's really nasty now what's it about what happened what did you do i didn't do anything she's just so damn jealous about her friend in that car that friend and her boyfriend that friend and her hair that friend and whatever the hell it is you're being jealous about so why do you think that so many women are jealous of other women i think they get confused and i think it keeps them it's a stumbling block it keeps them from being all they can be you know you only have just so much breath and life sorry i have to be the teller the messenger of that story but use that use that life and that energy towards something that will help you don't use it for something that'll work against you. 
because it doesn't it's a it's like a waste don't use your brain there's just a much so much it can do and work on why would you allow it to use jealousy when you could be figuring out well maybe like i said before maybe if you're doing blonde hair go ahead have it dyed so what or if i do want that car i guess i'd have to work harder or yeah, yeah do what she did she married somebody who bought her the car i don't know but i'm just gonna say it's okay and i've got to use my time and energy towards making a positive change if i can't change it mm. I have to learn to back off from it and let it go and do something positive. Replace that negative feeling with a positive. And it isn't just me. I've learned it through the years. It's in a textbook. I can rattle off the books you can read this in, okay? And there's so many cute little books out. Don't sweat the small stuff. And all these different people that, oh, I don't have the, I don't have the titles in front of me, but whatever, they're out there. They just, what they teach you is, is that you learn to turn a negative thought into a positive one and you do it all by yourself in your head. Yes, ma'am. Got it? You don't need a drink of scotch or vodka to do it to make you feel better. You don't need another therapist to do it. You don't even need a friend, although a friend is great to have to do it. You can do it all by yourself. You learn to take a negative thought and turn it into a positive one. Is it easy? Oh my God, it's so hard. Because your heart is breaking, you're sad, you're upset. You want to stay that way? Keep going. You don't, then you change your story. The talk is called Learn to Change Your Story. Oh, is that story working for you? But you're miserable and you're unhappy. I guess, where'd you get that story? You made it up. Well, if you made up that story and that's what you live by and it's making you unhappy, guess what? Change your story. You're the one that made it up anyway. Go ahead. Change your story and make it into a better one that'll work for you. So whenever I see somebody really struggling and angry, ah, they're having their own pity party, I say, I guess your story's not working for you. What you're doing isn't working. Maybe you need to look at your story, change it in some way, alter it perhaps. So has anyone ever just been really jealous of you? Oh, Yes. And happened on a cruise ship. Yeah, tell happened me about early it. on. Well, I was so lovely. Of course, I was younger, but I'm lovely now too, uh, with the hat and all dressed up. And when I would speak, I really looked like a drop dead person up there uh, on the stage. And what I usually did was when I was finished talking, which most of my talks were in the morning, uh, it was around lunchtime. And so I'd go into the dining room already dressed. I was still wearing what I wore when I spoke. And meet Barton or whoever I was with, meaning one of somebody in my family usually, uh, and have lunch. Okay, fine. I never thought of anything of it. And one day, a cruise director called me in. God bless them because they are the eyes and ears of the cruise industry. And I, I mean, the captain too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But the cruise director, oh my dear. They, they know it all. Called me in and he said, Barbara, we've had a complaint about you. I said, you're kidding. I can't afford to have a complaint. The only reason I get asked back to speak again is because I have to get all positive evaluations from the participants. He says it's from one of the participants. I said, what did they say? Oh, Barbara, 
I can't tell you what they said, but you have to. How can I correct it? Look, I make mistakes. I'm not perfect. Did I say something bad? What was it? You have to. T- you don't have to tell me who it was. Just tell me what they said. He said, all right, I'm going to tell you, and don't you ever tell anybody we know that I told you this. And to this day, I'm not telling you who he was on a high-end cruise ship. Um, he said to me, she said, you come off the stage and you act like you own the ship. You just strut around in your fancy clothes and you go to lunch and you're drinking champagne and making toasts and people come around you and who do you think you are? You're not a passenger. You didn't get paid to come on this ship. You act like you are really somebody special. I said, oh, my God, I'm so sorry to hear that. I try to really be down and dirty when I talk and give them like it is. He said, yeah, but Barbara, obviously she's jealous of you. I said, uh, you know what? She's got good reason to be. He, go, he was so surprised. He said, why would you say that? You don't act like that. I said, she views me as that. She sees me all dressed up. She's in sport clothes. She's in t-shirts and a pair of shorts and tennis shoes. And she thinks that's who I am all the time. Because probably the next time she sees me, she'll see me at dinner. And yeah, I'll be all dressed up. I won't have a hat on, but I'll have all every jewelry piece I can wear and extra makeup. And I'll be lo- I'll be Stella stunning. I, you can count on that. I said, but Sometimes when the people see me on the treadmill, I have no makeup on. I have no jewelry. I'm on workout clothes. I turn to the person and I just say, hi, how you doing? And they turn to somebody else and they go, who's that? (laughs) Who is that woman? I don't know. Who is she? I don't know, but she said hello to me. She acted like she knew me because they don't know who I am. From that day forward, when I finish a talk on the stage, I run, run back to my room. I take off the clothes, the jewelry. I wash my face or I take it off with some rag to be specific uh, and to be literal. And I put on my workout clothes and that's how I go to lunch. And that's how I live the rest of the day. So that's the only person that I think I have validated that was jealous of me. There must have been others. You just ignore it? well, they probably talk behind my back, so I guess I didn't hear it. But I can understand why they would be. I'm adorable. <laughs> I'm lovely. If you're listening and you're 83 years old and you hear that I get all dressed up and I have all these children and grandchildren that I love and they love me and I go on cruise ships and uh, are you kidding? Yeah, I guess you would be jealous of me. Why wouldn't you be? But I'm hoping you wouldn't be. I'm hoping you'd be happy for me, and I'm hoping you'd say, oh, my God, she's so fortunate, but I see she works at it. You're damn right I do. And, yes, I do read. And, yes, I do pray. And, yes, I do stuff that I've learned, you know, to help calm me down. And, yes, I'm forever and ever grateful for what I have. But don't be jealous of me because believe me, I too have my pain and my sorrow and my regrets and my shame. I do. I've lived a life that I'm not always proud to even share with all of you. But I also worked hard to get what I have and who I am. But don't be jealous, my love. 
I feel like I could relate to that a little bit, especially now with social media, which I know you're not on social media, but a lot about my life, other people are jealous of, and I don't hear them talk about it. I've ne- no one's ever like confronted me being jealous of, of me. So at that point, when someone confronts you, it's really hard to figure out what to do with that because that's like an uncomfortable position to be in in the first place. So don't you recognize that you just got a scholarship to a college and there's somebody out there who can't afford to go to the community college, Miami-Dade community, I love you, huh? But you don't talk to them, you don't see them, you don't want to hear their anger towards you, their jealousy, like, who the hell are you? Oh my God, I'm like, I have like hardly nothing and I'm working so I can go to Miami-Dade. I hope to hell I get in. I hope to hell I can stay there and keep my job. I mean, I think you just—you just, you just they hate you. I, yeah, Why but not? you never like know somebody's story, and something's always relative to somebody else's experience. And that's something that I have to constantly remind myself to keep myself in check. But also, when I compare myself to others as well, like obviously, there's all these girls on the internet who are beautiful and it looks like they have everything they could ever need and I mean I look at my own self and people probably think that about me too they do and worse you know and worse that sucks like I don't want people to think that about me I don't want to continuously feel that about other people either and it's just mm. something that I have to come to terms with and other people have to as well we hope so it's called the haves and the have-nots but it's also called Attitude is gratitude, and gratitude is attitude. And even if I talked about the girl that was working two jobs, she's able to do it. It's like there's a saying, I cried because I had no shoes, and then I saw someone that had no feet. So no matter how little you have, keep working. Keep using what you do have to do better. And I understand that other people have more than you have. I look at you, Julia, and to me... Yeah, you've got it all. But I know there are others that maybe have more money than you, that maybe they're taller, maybe they're better connected socially and financially than you are and could help you miss a couple of steps in your career approach. I don't know that, but I it doesn't matter. You're going to do the best you have with what you have. Thank God, as my mother would say, you have full and plenty. But that doesn't mean you're going to make it in this world. It's very competitive. Exactly. And you know it. And I think that you said something really important that like this is the life you have and this is what you're living. And that's not to say that you shouldn't work to change that life and to work towards the life that you want. But this is what you have and who you are. You have to rock it and being jealous of other people and using your energy in that way isn't going to get you anywhere. Being fueled by jealousy is not going to leave you satisfied in the end. Being fueled by jealousy is going to leave you feeling unsatisfied. You're going to have no idea why you did the things you did besides the fact that you wanted to be better than other people. And is that a good reason to do anything? Well, it's a, it's a very bitter, difficult lesson to learn. We wish we could pass it on. And I look at you and I say, like I say to everybody out there listening, if I could, I would take away all the pain and the sorrow out of your life. I would not want you to have to suffer and to go through some of these things if I could. 
but I recognize I can't. And the same thing when Julia and I tell you, and she has incredible words of wisdom, yes, even though she's so young, she's got it, she owns it, she possesses it. I've earned mine through the years, through different experiences, and I've got the, the timeline on her. But you know what? I can't take it away from you. The best I can do or she can do, offer it to you. And if you're ready to hear it and learn from it, you'll profit. There's another saying called, our teachers appear. When the student is ready, the teacher will appear. There are things you might have heard on this podcast, whatever that means, that has been told to you so many times from people you love, from people you admire, from your colleagues, from your parents. But when you weren't Sorry, ready to hear, dog. it's okay. But what? But that's live TV. But when you weren't happy to, this was like from people that had to work when they were at home during the COVID. This happened to them too. They were cutting deals and their dog or their baby was crying. This is life. This is real. It's yes. okay. I should go get it. When the student is ready, the teacher will appear. So many times, so many people have told you what to do or not do, and you didn't. Then all of a sudden, somewhere in your life, someone does tell you what to do or not to do, and for the first time, you really literally hear them and understand what they're saying to you to help you. And it just becomes life-changing. But it was the same thing. Don't you have parents that always say that? I've told you a hundred times. Now your girlfriend tells you that and now you believe her and you do it. When you're ready sometimes during hearing one of these podcasts or reading a book or listening to a lecture, or going online, whatever you call it, social media, something will hit you and you'll go, oh no, I can't believe he said that. That's right, that's what's really happening. That is really what I should do or not do. Whoa, how come I just got it? Why did it take me so long? <laughs> you I'm, know, sometimes that's just how it happens. Oh, come on. When you're ready to get the message and learn, you will hear it. Someone or something will happen in your life and you'll finally get it. It's just a shame it takes so long. So like that song, if I could make it better for you, if I could ease the way for you. Oh, Julia, I wish I could tell you everything you're so I know. You're so sweet. Oh, I wish I could tell you everything I know so that you you could prevent some of the pitfalls and the terrible, awful, ugly things that have happened, and I don't want you to feel it and go through that. But I know, like the songs, I can't. You have to find your own way. And that I will. All right, everyone, thank you so much for listening. It's me, Julia Page, here with my grandma, Dr. Barbara Udell. Um, as always, feel free to leave us feedback, comments, whatever you want. We're here for you. We're trying to create that open environment for you. Um, again, thank you so much for tuning into the Red Lip Revolution. Um, we'll see you next time.